Well, hi there. So, as you might have read in the description, I'm Anisha Singh, and I have started this podcast, Discovering Diversity, um, to be able to talk about uh, something which I believe is very important and crucial to talk about, um, which is diversity, and hence the name Discovering Diversity. <laughs> so, as a student um, in India and China, I've lived 15 years in China and two years in India. So I have had a fair share of, like experienced a fair share of cultural diversity. But today I have joined with me, uh, Natanya. So Natanya, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, um, hello, my name is Natanya Solomon. Um, I am from Ethiopia. I was born there and I've lived there until I was seven years old, then I moved to China and I've been here for the past 10 years. And like Anisha has said, um, I've also experienced my fair share of um, different cultural backgrounds and just cultural diversity in general. And I'm happy to be here on this podcast. Right, thank you. So also, um, so I would just like to start um, talking about this. So why do you think like, first of all, that um, this is an important topic to talk about? Like, why is it crucial to talk about cultural diversity? Um, would you like to go first about your opinions? Sure. Um, so I think like, essentially with the topic itself as like a third culture kid, you know, we hear a lot about cultural diversity now, especially um, with, you know, people getting more and more um, with people speaking out more about it, but with the topic specifically about a third culture kid, it's, I still feel like it's not something that's um, widely recognized or talked about enough. So I think it's really important that we raise awareness about it because not enough people have exposure about it as well. And, you know, if, for instance, with like the topic of third culture kids, if you see, oh, you know, like this is not talked about enough, maybe it's just I'm over worrying or you know, my feelings, maybe I'm just not, maybe I shouldn't be feeling like this. So, you know, especially like as we're talking more about race, cultural diversity, and people are speaking out about it, I think it's also important that we talk about third culture kids. Right. Yeah. I also agree with that because like, like you said, I think um, <clears throat> it's easy to feel that we um, are not normal or like people like us don't exist because there aren't enough people talking about it, like you said. So it's often like it feels like you're misplaced because there are people of one culture or people that are very like their mom is from one culture, but their dad is from another. So they're like very indulged in two cultures. But then there's a third culture kid. Um, and as that, we often feel quite unrepresented. And yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So uh, I also think like that's a very good um, point. And that's like a really good reason as to why we should talk about it. I also cool. believe this might be on a very large scale. But um, when we talk about racism or discrimination towards any culture, not just um, the stereotypical idea we have of racism, but just like towards any culture or even, you know, like um, offending a different uh, someone from a different culture um, without yeah. knowing it. Because we don't have the exposure, exposure or like um, information or knowledge about um, different cultures, so it's easy to eat, like it's easy to offend someone. And I believe by talking about it, we like the first step to know solving a problem is understanding it. So that's why I also that's believe it's very um, like you know important to talk about it. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, if I could just add something. Yeah. 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 Um, 
like I was doing some research online and I, and I think this is something I haven't really thought about before, but it like made me realize, you know, there are many, you can categorize third culture kids in many different ways. It's not like the traditional kind where it's just, oh, you know, a kid who just moved to a different country like us, yeah. you know, and lived there mm -hmm. like a majority of their lives. But it can also like sum up, you know, mixed kids, kids who move around a lot, immigrant kids yeah. and like kids of minorities. Definitely. And I think so that also comes into this in that it's not just that third culture kids are not talked about enough, but it's also the fact that there's like such a big group of them. Yeah. And like we often forget that. Yeah, sorry, please continue. Yeah, no, that was it. There's just so much to cover. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, just we don't even talk about third culture kids enough or like that um, group of people, let alone the subgroups like, you know, like you said, that are yeah. part of it. Definitely, definitely. So, um, you know, like as we both have had um, mentioned previously, but um, experience of uh, third cultures and like different cultures, um, what problems do you think are faced like what problems do people face or have you faced like you can share your um personal experiences um like you know because people don't understand different culture or races or different backgrounds like what problems have you faced because of that because of someone else not understanding your culture or identity i think it just maybe one of the things i would say would probably be Sometimes, you know, people may say something without actually, like, thinking of, like, what they're actually yeah. saying necessarily because, you know, sure, they when they say it may not have seemed like a big deal. Like, you know, um, especially when I first moved to China, I didn't go back home for four to five years. Mm -hmm. And when I went back, you know, my cousins would joke around, be like, oh, you're not, like, you know, even Ethiopian anymore. You're kind of, like, Chinese. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I came here, it's like, obviously, I would feel... You know, out of place yeah out of place exactly so it's kind of like yeah I understand what you're saying but at the same time it's like I'm also conflicted too you know I'm yeah. not really sure where I would you know call home where I would feel like I belong definitely and I think that ties into it like a, it's a really huge problem and another thing I noticed was probably like you know when you move to some places those places that have like a lack of exposure Right, and I think right, you can definitely when I say <clears throat> like <clears throat> excuse me when I first moved to China you know everyone's like what like you'd yeah they, you'd be walking down the street it's a regular day and people would just be like oh. yeah like, and I don't blame them like they're not trying to be offensive but it's just that because yeah. they don't have exposure they're fascinated exactly. by it. and that is not I don't believe it's racism or discrimination in any form yeah. because they're just curious but it's still yeah. because it makes you feel um, different and you are different from everyone. So you might as That's well just true. feel out of place, especially as a child. That's true. Yeah. yeah and, you know, true. as we're kids and again, this also is like that people don't talk about it enough. It's the lack of exposure is a really, really, really big problem. Definitely. I definitely agree. And it's not even like it's anybody's fault. Because yeah. um, growing up in an environment where there is an exposure is not something that you can control. Or That's it's just like you're born in that place and you are grown in that place. And the people mm -hmm. that live around you or, um, you know, you have exposure to isn't really up to you. And I'm so glad that we had that exposure. And I'm also glad that it's very rare to have that kind of exposure, like going into an international school that um, has people from like 50 different countries. Yeah. 
yeah it's very rare um but like that also allowed us to be exposed to um different cultures at a very young age yeah and allowed us to you know like develop an understanding basically of what it means to be accepting of different cultures true that's true yeah and also um going back to the point that you mentioned you know just um being made fun of when you go to like for me when i used to be come to india for vacations um like i my passport says i'm indian but coming here you know you've lived all your life in china so you yeah. would you would be get like teased and everything and people don't realize yeah. it's lighthearted but as a child it can really make you feel like you're out of place because yeah. you laugh a lot like laugh along it's funny but it's still um gives you like yeah. it makes you question your identity sometimes that's true uh-huh yeah um and going back to china um you still don't feel like like people still you know uh have that yeah. are different from you um yeah. whether it's like look wise or like you know by look wise i mean like physical features color yeah or like um traits culture uh, and all of that stuff so yeah it's hard to uh, be able to like identify your self and i i don't think i knew that what a third culture kid meant until like i was in 7th yeah. or 8th grade so yeah. that was like i didn't even know that it exists like a third culture kid so you know you cannot even put yourself in a like if i knew that a third culture kid is something um way early on then it would help me because if there's a term for it then there's a group of people that fit into that term but i didn't know exactly. i wasn't aware of that term so it was like i felt very misplaced Yeah and you know like I don't I'm not sure if you remember but I think we did something about it in class um a few maybe 5 years ago I'm not really sure but um that's how I found out the term we were doing something in class and then the teacher told us to research like third culture kids and whether we felt like we were third culture kids Oh and yeah I, I remember now Yeah I'm not sure which teacher it was but we were doing that and I remember thinking oh my goodness like they actually have a word for this and I and i went through a bit of an identity crisis at that moment cuz i was thinking you know as i did like more research i was like yo like this is this is Insane. crazy yeah it's amazing that like <clears throat> this actually exists and i remember yes. thinking like we had to write if we felt like it and honestly i went through like the biggest identity i was like do i feel like a culture kid like where would i call home like would is it be ethiopia is it china like how do i feel and I think now that I am older like I have a much better understanding of it. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, I'm sure like I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. But I think like I've learned to like embrace it and yeah. just not you know be quiet about it and just definitely. be like oh. yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> like you said about embracing it. I also feel like that's something that is like the biggest strength of a community is that its cultural differences. but it's um it's upsetting to know that often it's treated as like a weakness or something you know because people don't understand uh like by people i mean like that it's not widely talked about in our society that yeah we don't know how to use it as our strength like our strength instead we just let it be in the form that it is like you know maybe create different groups related to cultures and stuff like that but mm-hmm. when you go into like um an environment that has uh, like for example university um universities that are reputed you realize that oh this is exactly what they do they take people of different cultures and make it their strength because they yeah. have <clears throat> people talking about the problems of like different cultures and then how you like you can solve it 
so it gives you that exposure of the world and its problems and not just where you live or which culture you belong to yeah and like for example a problem that my culture or my country might have is something that um, another culture or country might have been through but have solved it so you know that allows you to exchange ideas exchange like you know yeah that's true and I think like um you know especially with you know as the time is changing people are really like you know kids they move around a lot parents they are like working in different countries I think like when I was thinking about it the other day I was like there are so so many third culture kids more than we would say before Mm -hmm. especially you know with like technology and everyone just moving around and it's really weird how like it's still not talked about enough there's like a majority of my cousins now compared to before they're all third culture kids you know like born and raised in the U.S. some Mm -hmm. in Norway some in many different countries very few of them have spent their whole lives in Ethiopia so I think we all resonate with each other in that point as well yeah definitely definitely and I also feel like like you just mentioned you know it, it can help um the mental state like situation um the mental mental state of these third culture kids will be much better if uh, people just talked about it as that you would know that you are not alone and that itself would be like you know great to have or like yeah know that you aren't the only one that is the third culture kid that's true mm-hmm. so um you know the next question it is uh, all these questions are quite linked to each other but i would just like to ask you um how do you think it benefits um society like some it benefits in like various different ways but like what are some key points you think that um you know that society will benefit from by being culturally accepting um you know like i've mentioned before in this these times where Mm-hmm. communities are now mixed with so many different nationalities um you know like in different countries you'll just see people from all kinds of countries all kinds of nationalities and I think it just by being culturally accepting it just creates this like welcoming kind of um community you know you people feel welcome it wouldn't be like oh you know like if I go into their Will they accept me for who I am? Will mm-hmm. they, you know, will they have like a certain judgment about me? Yeah. And it's easy to you know, go back to stereotypes and think, you know what, this person looks like this, therefore they act like this. Yeah. And I don't associate with them. Or definitely. But yeah. if you have like this culturally accepting kind of society, it allows like more meaningful interactions. You know, you definitely. can share ideas, you can share cultures, you can learn from one another. And it also just diversifies the community. You know, you you have people from all over and you can just I think it's just a really great learning experience. Environment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would just like to add on to that as like, you know, as I said that when I grew older, I realized that it's something that's my strength to be a third culture kid and have two different cultures like India and China, like having experienced yeah. that very um, well. It's something that I bring to the table a group of people like a, a table in which there are a group of people that nobody else has or even if somebody does have their experience will be different than mine nobody's going to have the same experience as I do so that's something that I bring to the table and is my unique quality or identity exactly. so the more the world realizes this 
like I did or like you did, that it is our strength, not just as an individual, but as a society to have everybody from different cultures or maybe like people that have like um, experienced more than one cultures, two cultures, three cultures, like to be able to sit on a table or like hypothetically sit on a table and be able to discuss those um, cultures. Like it will really be our strength to be able to share ideas, cultures, everything, experiences, yeah, and you know, like as you know, when they say, oh, you know, when you're applying like to university, you know, they want you to know like a different language. They want you to be experiencing new things, like as they're like as the process we're going through right now as well. And I think it's just being a third culture kid just give, has so many benefits to it because you just have like this open mindedness, and it allows you, like you know, in the future when you go to university, you're like, you know what, like I know how to deal with this. I know how to act. And it's just like and such an amazing experience, I think, mm-hmm. being like a third culture kid. Definitely. And we've definitely. just learned so much from it. We've grown to embrace it. And you mm-hmm. know, this time when everyone's like diversification, it's yeah, that's what we are <clears throat> doing right now. You know, that's what we have. And I think it's something we should be proud of. And just I think over time as we like talk about it more, then we'll like gain like understanding, not just generally of third culture kids, but of ourselves as well. Yeah. And we'll just learn to accept it and be like, you know what? Yes, I may have been born here. I grew up here. I embrace both cultures. I love both cultures. And both cultures made me who I am. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it becomes like an identity of yours. A part of your identity. Yes. I cannot say that it becomes your whole identity, definitely. Um, also, like moving to the last point, um, last but not least, uh, how do you think, you know, like, while we're talking about this and while while we're saying, you know, that people, um, because they don't have the exposure, you know, they can sometimes unknowingly be, uh, say something that might offend the other person. So, you know, yeah. as we both have been in that situation, the receiving end and the other end, because, you know, unknowingly, we, we might have approached someone that, you yeah. know, and questioned something just out of curiosity, but because of the way that we delivered our question it might have came off as offensive so you know how do you think is when people approach um different people from different cultures how do you think they should like if they have any questions or are curious or want to know something how do you think what do you think is the right way or a way in which people should approach um people with their questions people of a different culture Um. I think probably one of the most important points would be going into that conversation being open-minded mm-hmm. because, you know, it's so easy to fall into stereotypes and to think that someone is like this because of, you know, their skin color, their ethnicity, yeah. um, you know, which country they're from. Definitely. So open-mindedness is very important, especially like when we're talking about like third culture kids, you know, it's yeah. easy to look at them and be like, you know, this, like, oh, she looks like this, so she must definitely be from this country. I'm going to ask her everything about this country. Yeah. But I'm not going to think, like, how she actually feels. So, definitely. and just not playing into stereotypes is very important. And, and you know, especially also, with their... Yeah, sorry yeah. to cut you off, but um, I was just saying that it's also important to, like, understand that even as third culture kids, even though we do have exposure to different cultures, we still can come off as offensive because... yeah as a third culture kid, you know the two or three cultures that you have lived in. That still does not mean that you have enough exposure to know about all different cultures. So, like, I am still learning this quality. It's not something that I've mastered, but I think that everybody should start 
um, you know, yeah. being able to learn how to approach people and be open-minded yeah. to their ideas, even though they might be different than yours. That's true. Yeah, so please continue, like, yeah. Just, you know, especially when we, at this time, when there's, like, so much negativity on the media, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, like, and people love to categorize it into race. Yeah. And so that's, like, again, that comes into, you know, the making assumptions about someone. Yes. Um, and it's something that you see widely, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think it's such a big problem. So just open-mindedness, not making any assumptions or, like, putting into stereotypes and right. just going to the conversation thinking i should try my best to sound as polite and like just not be rude yes and sometimes you know with like like you mentioned we don't know everything about like the two three cultures that we were that's kind of the whole concept of third culture kid is we're still trying to wrap our heads around more than one culture Uh definitely so we're still trying to learn all that we can i think just go into the conversation be like you know just share this with me if you feel comfortable sharing definitely and I also feel like um, when you're approaching someone, like you said, open-mindedness and um, respect are very important because when um, when you have that and you're approaching someone to question something, just out of general curiosity, um, I don't. I think it's very hard to be able to come off as offensive when if the other person is also willing to understand that you're just curious and you actually yeah. are unfamiliar with, um, you know, the situation. Um, Also, if you don't mind, I would just like to uh, give an example. I hope you don't mind. But, uh, you know, you have, um, we uh, are, you are from Ethiopia, I'm from India. So we have different hair compared to the people in China. So I remember, especially for you, when you would have your afro, your hair open, and um, going around in public would be like... You know, everybody, no one would ever be offensive or rude about it, but because everybody's so curious, (laughs) you want to further continue that experience? Oh, just, you know, everyone's like, oh my goodness, like, is this your natural hair? Like, what? Because I braided my hair majority of the time. And I think that's also something I've noticed, like, I don't braid my hair at all like I used to, you know? Yeah. like I don't have my natural hair out anymore as well but it's just like oh my goodness like is that your natural hair can I like touch it sometimes they don't even ask they just straight up come and they just start like touching and you're like who is yeah. this person who put your hand on my hair but it's just like their curiosity you know yeah it's just, yeah go ahead they just haven't seen that much so they're like oh my goodness what is going on right now like this girl exactly. is this is natural hair yeah so again, coming back to that point, you know, they're not trying to be offensive, but you know, someone like if you touch someone's hair without their um, permission, you know, again, this can be something that in some cultures that it's normal, but mm. because you know, in different cultures, the different amounts of personal space is normalized. Like, you know, like in uh, for example, another example is like in India or like in different cultures, you know, women holding hands is something that you will see commonly. Yeah. Um while being straight and still holding hands but in different cultures you know and it's not common to see men doing that Mm. but in some cultures it is as well so you know it's again about like you know different um, personal space and everything that's also different from culture to culture so again coming back to your the hair point um people would feel like it's okay to do that but you have to realize that since they are not from your culture it's better to ask you know respect yeah yeah 
their opinion. And I think like when I was younger, you know, I used to let my, like I would really, it's not get annoyed, but I'd feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, you know, why are these people just coming and touching my hair? But when right. I was like, over time, I just realized, you know, like these people, they just don't have the exposure. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So when they see someone that is different to what they're, you know, used to yeah. or to what they're exposed to, obviously it will shock them. So I just realized like over time, you know, when people do this, they're, well, majority of the time, they're not trying to be rude. They're just trying to understand you and who you are as a person. Exactly. And if only we talked about it and like as a society and they knew how to approach it, it would just make yeah. it so much better because they would exactly. still have that curiosity. And we would always love the fact that people are t- trying to learn about our culture or someone else's culture. So just yes. because having that way of approaching people will really make it a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, like with the third culture kids as well it's so easy to lose a sense of yourself and like you know Mm -hmm. feel like you have a lack of connection anywhere you know lack of belonging so it's just if you like if the society is more educated on it then you know you can create like I said earlier like a welcoming community they'll feel you know you know my feelings are valid like I I'm from a different country I live somewhere else or you know I'm Mm -hmm. experiencing different cultures and so it's okay for me to speak out about it and be like, you right. know what, I'm not being comfortable. I don't know how I feel or like how, like where I belong. Definitely. And I would just like help with that. Definitely, definitely. I so agree with you on this. So anyway, this has been a really nice talk. And I, as much I was, as like, I would love to continue it. Maybe we could have another episode, but this one is getting really long. So we should probably cut it off. <laughs> 